I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Reel Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. That was weird. I think I said hotly and only hotly in a British accent. It's a hotly debated <laughs> uh, weekly list challenge. Uh, I am here with, uh, oh, look, right over there. It's Mandy Kaplan. Hello, Mandy Kaplan. Hello, Pete. <sighs> I heard like an old timey accent. Was it old timey? I get that right over here. Yeah, step right and up. Fresh from his sojourn in the woods, a woodland creature himself, yep. Tommy Handsome. Why that's yeah. horse feathers and applesauce. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> that's my old timey. There we video. go. It's all we've. That's all we've got. Uh, yeah. We uh, have some things to. Uh, we have some things to talk about in the movie related universe, and I feel like I am. I, this is one I've wanted to talk to you specifically about time for a long time, and I think you are behind because you were camping. Uh, but I just need to know because you're a dyed in the wool fan of Neil Gaiman's Sandman graphic novel. How it, we have not talked about the show. And I know we were together when you found out what an Uber fan I yeah, was. Yeah, in real time, we, there was a sat mat with who? Kyle? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think I was the yeah. island out. He was. He's a fan too, and I Correct. don't know what he thinks either. What am I going to yeah. do with my time? I've I've heard of Kyle. Have you heard of <laughs> Have you heard of Sandman? <laughs> Sandman. Maybe. No, but I have tried to read Neil Gaiman, and I have not enjoyed oh, it. Oh, ow, but, ow, because it's fantasy. Yeah. But yeah. I know, you know, I acknowledge Neil. I. His, acknowledge his talent and his prolificness. Carry on, Both Jeff. of those things are true. Uh, and so Tom has not finished watching The Sandman on uh, No, because I had to go hang out in the dumb woods. Oh, so dumb. Okay, but, so... But I started you, rewatching it, okay? it today. 
Yes. I like it a lot. I think I'm, it's just faithful enough to be really exciting. It's bringing a lot of iconic moments from the graphic novel series. And it's really sort of like a, it's coming out of the gate with like hit, 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 hit of like some of the biggest episode or some of the biggest issues from the entire run at certain times. Yeah. Like the sound of her wings, which is episode six, that doesn't come until like way later, I believe, in the season, but they're doing some really neat things with combining stuff. There's one thing that freaks me out that I don't like. Okay. And I still think that Netflix is lying to us. The aspect ratio. <laughs> Every once in a while, the aspect ratio is wrong. It is stretched, which is what you do when you export something incorrectly. And they came out later and was like, no, it's supposed to be like that because, you know, it's weird dreams. I think someone uh, <laughs> exported it wrong because it's really maybe it strikes me more than other people because I've had we were talking about post-production on our other podcast earlier today. I've had so many problems with post with things getting stretched and stuff based on different exporting problems. And so whenever I see it, it just looks like a mistake to me. And it's very uh, distracting. But other than that, I'm really enjoying it, even with Dream being the world's biggest buddy daddy. He is kind of a fuddy-duddy, but I can't watch. I, I've seen the whole thing, and I yep. I enjoyed it, but I didn't know if I had sufficient permission to enjoy it because I didn't look at all the source material. So I kind of felt like in the back of my mind, I like it, but I need Tom to tell me if it's okay for me to like I it. Think it's, I think it's really good, yeah. And I, I think no, probably I have no maybe capability for independent thought. Enjoying it even more <laughs> because you're not constantly comparing it to... The source material, because yeah, it is possibly. definitely differing, but I love it. And one of the biggest things that they did was the huge amount of uh, diversity that was mm -hmm. not there in the graphic novel. It was all white, sad, pale people, and they are really wherever they can, even with the character of John Constantine, who's such a legendary, making him into Joanna Constantine, yeah. a sister. I mean, wherever they can, they are adding in females, people of color, and it, that's thrilling. What a great way to, to do I, that across, I used, across uh, the board. I could have used a lot more Joanna Constantine. Yeah, she's neat. I don't know if she's yeah. coming back, spoiler alert, but um, oh, yeah. I like her a lot. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. It is giving me the fan service I want. It's really, it looks expensive. Other than the aspect ratio, I'm a huge fan. I'm really enjoying <laughs> yeah, it. Okay, aspect ratio goes straight to Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Um, what are you, Mandy, what are you watching? I watched all of Blackbird. What's that? On Was Apple. Was that the Edgerton? With, yes, Taron Edgerton. Oh, I'm so excited to watch that. Life. Yeah. Very good. Very well done. And the guy, forgive me, I should know his name if I'm going to mention him on a podcast, who plays Walt the killer. Walter Hauser, something like that. He played Richard Jewell, yes. I guess. Yep. Um, he is and he was in Mindhunter. an extraordinary talent. Mindhunt oh, was he? Yeah, he was one of the uh, serial one of the, killers. one of the killers in Mindhunter. Yeah. yeah. Of course he was. Well, he's found he's found his niche. He is so um he talented. He's so brilliant. He's so engaging and you just can't stop watching him. He, I think he's, you know, like a, an Oscar winner in the making. He's amazing. Taron Edgerton is phenomenal. I really, I really liked it. Uh, Paul, and then the Paul thing we just Walter watched, Hauser, just to fill in that blank. Paul Walter Hauser. Thank you I first saw much. him in Itanya. That's right. Right, he's right, right. Itanya. Oh, right. So good. He's he does not seem like an actor. He seems like this weird guy they dragged in off the street to make <laughs> and made him yeah. do this. He's so good. Oh. Uh, but then we watched the most hated man on the internet, the three-part doc series on Netflix about a person, and I'm using that term loosely, named Hunter Moore. Are you familiar with this? No, no. Hunter Moore. Oh, uh -uh. good. No, I'm so glad you're not familiar. I was not either. My husband, Jer, had read a review, so we watched it. It's infuriating, but it's a good doc series in that it's building a story. Don't Google it. Don't look anything up. If you're interested in an interesting, like, what's going to happen next, I thought it was a well-done series about a guy, the guy who, like, made revenge porn a thing. Oh, no. Oh, don't care for it. How many episodes um, is it ish? Three. Three. I'm going to watch it. Three. Yeah, it's uh, it was good. So, I mean, the documentary series was good. Okay. And and it tells the complete story. So, you 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 know, it's satisfying. But it's uh, it's a hard watch because 
he is the yeah. most hated man, not just on the internet, just but in general, maybe in the world. Just in general, he's a hated man. Okay. It's an interesting yeah. sort of frontal lobe thing where they get, something gets cut and you just suddenly stop caring about whether or not people hate you. That might be a gift uh, sometimes, but I don't think I don't think it always works out. I don't think that always checks. I am excited to say that because of a recent purchase that I made, I'm getting three months free of Apple TV Plus time. And so I'm going to watch whatever Mandy was just talking about. I already forgot what it's called. Blackbird. Blackbird. Yes. You should definitely so watch very that. Excited. Uh, you can marginally watch Surface. Mm, it's fair. Um, it's that? almost finished. It's a new Gugu and Bathara uh, series. And... Um, it it has promise, but it's a really strange. Like sometimes you you're watching it, and it just doesn't feel like all of these amazing people are being well directed. Like they just mm. aren't. It just doesn't feel like they're all in the same thing. But oh sure, you, it's like you know they're all such quality people, and they've done. I love oh, her. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And it just feels like a little bit of a, para- a talent parade and not a mm. unified mm. piece. So I struggle with it. The mystery is... So I would skip that one time. Yeah, you know, it's marginal. <laughs> um, I will tell you what else not to watch. Can I give you another Apple TV Plus hard pass? Is yeah. Lucky. <laughs> luck. Luck is a kid's thing. Mandy, have you seen this Apple TV Plus thing? Yeah, luck. It's luck. animated. No. It's about a young woman who... Uh, is not very lucky, and she falls down a magic manhole and ends up in the world of luck with a black cat played by Simon Pegg, who's always sounds adorable. like a Pixar movie. It it really really does. It's actually a Skydance uh, Animation Studios. Oh. And you really get a sense that Skydance is new to this. Um, <laughs> it is straight up terrible. It is a why it's a, is that the one with Jane Fonda? Yes. Yes, it is a okay. terrible movie. It's just structured badly. Like there is, <laughs> there's the the arc, the the narrative arc is a roller coaster with loop de loops, and then it'll turn around and go the other way, and it just feels like there's no there's no story. And principally in an animated film, mm. when you know that you know n- not everybody who is in the movie are in the booth next to each other performing, that doesn't happen in animated movies, and so this feels like it's it i haven't watched a movie in in recent time that feels quite so much like these people don't know the movie they're making they're just (laughs) reading lines and are spliced together it is it is did you watch the whole thing we did we watched the whole thing and i don't i what i i question that like after 40 minutes or so why would you not be like, oh, this is terrible? I'm because I'm a off. person who I'm watches curious. all of movie. If I start a movie, I have to finish it. I'm a completionist. I have to do. Do that. you finish a book? If you start a book, yeah. Sometimes it takes me many years, but I will wow. always eventually have to come back and finish the book. <gasps> Mandy's oh, a real I'm fifteen a and out. Yeah, I'm a quitter. Yeah. <laughs> I love quitting. I love it. That's like I, canceling I love, plans like, you made with yourself. It to the man and. <laughs> yep. Right, right. No, I have to. I have to see the end. And in this case, um, I saw seven ends because this movie ended seven straight times. Like it, it <laughs> wow. just couldn't commit the first six, and uh, so Ugh. it was. It was really rough. I feel bad for children everywhere because this had such promise, and it just reminds. Like it, it is a reminder that not everything is a hit. You know, Apple TV Plus is trying to position itself as like old school HBO, where they're really like focusing oh. on the property. That they're that they're picking and and uh, that they that they produce and this is just bad. It is a bad film. Uh, so that's that's luck luck on uh, luck. Apple TV Plus. Yeah, uh, don't wasn't luck also a HBO show that got famously canceled? I don't know. Horses, horse racing. Dustin Hoffman was in it. Kristen Bell. What? Kristen Bell. Why do I want to say Kristen Bell was in Maybe. it? Don Cheadle. Kristen Bell. That sounds about right. And there was, um, that sounds like House of Lies. This is a fan yeah. fiction that you guys have been oh, working on? Oh, maybe that. I think it was called Luck yeah. and it was canceled because so many oh. horses died. Oh, God. During no. production. I don't think any horses died in no. this. Um, I'm not making this up. I will say the cast, this is one of those things, the cast, uh, uh, Simon Pegg, Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg, Lil Ralph Howie, uh, Howery, John Ratzenberger, John Ratzenberger, staple staple character voice yeah pixar staple though what who's a what pixar yeah staple. pixar staple Is- yeah he crossed uh crossed the transom anyway falula borg 
is in this uh, uh, fantastic, wee. fun voice. Uh, so it's just it just didn't didn't play. Um, All right. Well, Tommy's right about a show called Luck. I was confused. It's Dennis Farina, not Kristen Bell. <laughs> Always very close. Those weird doppelgangers. You know, there are those actors that you just keep. That's a real Dermot Mulrooney, Dylan, whatever. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. All right. It was was canceled halfway through because so many horses died. It was terrible. Oh, they shoot horses, don't they? Dennis Farina died. I think it was David Milch. So it was like a Westwood Westwood guy. It, It is. Yeah. David Milch. Mm. All right. All right. Wow. Let's, Sorry, talk about, let's talk about some trailers. What do you Deep think? Deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy's, Mandy's first and super uncharacteristic pick. Yes. But I, but characteristically very aggressive, putting it in days well, ago. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's on brand. Really? Yeah. First. Taking mm-hmm. a stand. Okay. I famously don't watch Marvel movies. And this is something in my house that I'm missing out on. My boys both love them. They do every new Marvel series that comes about. They are devouring it. Casey tried to convince me that I would like um, the last one with the teenage Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, which I actually think I picked as a trailer as well. But then they watched a bit of it without me and they were like, no, no, it's a very typical tons of action superhero movie. But this one is the one. It's going to be my entry point Mm. into Marvel. It is She-Hulk. Wow! Jesus, what the hell, man? Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage! You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. (laughs) We are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Waters. Namaste. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. So, (laughs) now that we've watched the trailer, Pete's laughing at me. I think it seems like Sex in the City meets The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and I think that's a delightful concept. Sure. Um, I did not watch Black Mirror. Isn't that what Tatiana Maslany's from? No, no she Orphan is from Black. Orphan Black. Different. I did not watch that either. But I've heard she's like this extraordinary actress. Yes. And I'm really curious. To, right? She played 175 different characters. Uh-huh. So um, she looks funny and charming and badass and self-deprecating and i think this looks really fun and it it it, as we record it just dropped on disney plus and we're going to watch the first episode tonight as a family i'm going to watch a marvel and i'm very excited about this you're welcome world very excited about you're really (laughs) opening up your horizons are broadened uh brave new world Broad and <laughs> I, I want to, I, I want to just the uh, brief disagreement about Miss Marvel. I thought it was extraordinary, mostly because it shows a normal teen life in a Pakistani family, and that was something we just don't see very often. Oh. And so I think showcasing, making like normalizing that we have multiple cultures in Disney is is really really great, mm-hmm. and it deserves eyeballs. So. Um, Anyway, and I have... They loved... Yeah. Oh, Casey and Jeremy loved yeah, it's great. Marvel. Yeah, Everybody it's loved delightful. it. It's um, delightful. Also, I've never seen better production design of people texting. Like, the way they visualize text messages on oh. screen, I've never seen anything as good as, as that. It is... That's insulting because he has seen our movie and we did texting yeah, in our movie. Seems, but, okay. yeah. seems really well, weird. Yeah. To say no, all that. Yeah. No, it's oh. really... Ouch. Sorry about that. I... <laughs> 
Okay. Um, uh, so I, uh, She Hulk, uh, Tommy, are you are you in the bag for She Hulk? I don't. I don't have Disney Plus, so can I refrain for the rest of <laughs> this? I don't care. I mean, it looks charming in the same way that the Hawkeye show looked charming. Like I like it when they have a sense of humor and they're kind of playing around. But ultimately, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Yeah, uh, but not even for Tatiana. I do like Tatiana very much, but I don't, I'm, I'm not going to buy Disney. There's just not enough on Disney that I care about. And I'm not going to buy Disney yeah. just to watch She-Hulk. Although I haven't tried it yet, but there's a bus stop bench near where I live. And there's ads for She-Hulk's lawyer company. And you can call one eight seven seven she hulk And I haven't done it yet, but I always like it when right. they do that. I'm a big fan. When they have actual yeah, I had a friend shows. say they were confused and they thought it was like, a, you know, if you're injured in an accident, right. call 222222. They thought it was legitimate. That's funny. Which I think is fun. That's cool. Well, I, I think it looks great. I thought the first trailer, when the, the teaser trailer that dropped, I did not think was uh, made it look really that great. But as soon as they introduced the like Hulk mentor thing and the fact that Abomination is back in it, like all of these things are are like they're tying up lore uh, from the last 23 movies that we've that we've had from Marvel and I just I like that their playground is so big now that they can do this it feels like a a, a run of comics and that that's exciting mm. to me and I I am such a fan of Tatiana Maslami she was also in um the reboot of oh my goodness what's his name was in the Americans and he yep. he was in this show, uh, uh, Private Detective. Oh, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. He was in the reboot, and she was in that, and oh. she was fantastic. And I love, love, love that show. I hope it comes back because it's fantastic. Uh, you didn't like it. I did like I it. I disagree. Oh. No, that's why I'm making an icky face. Tommy's frozen. I don't know what face he's making, but it's his usual I did face. not like Perry oh, Mason. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I thought it was terrific. Um, but she was also in that, and I thought she was great, too. So uh, that is it. So, um, <laughs> I have one then. I have a trailer. Can we do mine? Okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've been looking for the, the backstory on this trailer. I, uh, first of all, I think, let me just say this. Uh, I think Zac Efron is a, um, is, is a hell of a song and dance man. I like that Zac Efron. I, <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to choose softcore porn. In this on this show, but you have chosen mine. Yeah, good oh, sir. She's a real Efron head. Oh, you are you really? You're a oh, big yeah. Efron. Okay. Oh well. Oh. If I, she could somehow cram Zach Efron and Tay Diggs into one person, I I don't know what to think about this because I, I like a lot of the people in in the movie that I picked: Zach Efron, Bill Murray, Russell Crowe. Uh, I feel like a lot of these people. I like the movies that they do, and then. It's directed by Peter Farrelly, and I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know what to do with that because I feel like this movie has a lot of promise, and Peter Farrelly's uh, hit and miss for me. So here you go. The movie is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Are you ready? What are we doing? We're going to run for our lives. We're halfway home. Halfway? I'm Chicky Donahue, and I am not supposed to be in Vietnam. Hey, get your ass out of bed, you lazy bum. Look at you, sleeping your life away. Look at these scumbags. You're embarrassing yourself, and you're embarrassing your family. Do these protesters not know that our soldiers see that on TV? I'd like to go over to Vietnam, track down all the boys in the neighborhood, and give them a beer. I could do that. Do what? Bring him beer. He's not serious. He's hammered. Look at him. The man's stone sober. That's his fifth beer, maybe. Tops. I'm going to Vietnam, and I'm bringing a beer! Yeah! Hey, Chief, no chance you have a ship heading to Vietnam. 1,700 hours. Tonight? It's not going to be easy. But I'm going to show him that this country is still behind him. You're going to get yourself killed over there. It's like you said. Everyone's doing something. I'm doing nothing. Morning, Smuggling beer into a war zone. It's not the smartest thing I've ever heard of. It's certainly not the worst either. A new day, a new way. What if you start up here with Collins? <laughs> this came to deliver a sudsy thank you card. And then, if you're still alive. You American? New York. Thanks a lot. You can hustle down to Dugan. Ta-da! Tricky. I brought you beer. 
You shouldn't be here. You think this is funny? I'm not doing this for laughs. I'm doing it for all you guys. Come on, time to go. Is it over? Yeah, you're dead. If you don't get it, do you, chick? This isn't a John Wayne movie where you know the good guys are and you know the bad guys are. I didn't come all this way just to quit. Somebody's got to be here to see what's going on. I want the truth told for them. They're just kids. You're going to find out it's a lot harder to get out of a war than it is to get into one. I'm trying to show them that somebody back home is still behind them. You got a good heart, Chicky. It's your brains I'm worried about. Who's this hand job? It's my next door neighbor. He brought me a beer. Hi. I had trouble believing that was actually the name of the movie. (laughs) Oh. I thought we were going to watch a Pete Wright home movie. (laughs) (laughs) No. I, this is, uh, this really struck me. This trailer struck me. It is, uh, it's streaming and theaters, Apple TV Plus, September 30th. Uh, And so, uh, it, it tells the story of a guy who's kind of a, uh, I don't know, malcontent, do nothing, layabout, layabout. He's definitely a layabout. And he wants to do something in 1968 for the war effort. And so he takes a couple of cases of beer and finds a way onto a plane into Vietnam to find all the boys from the neighborhood and give them a beer in Vietnam. Did you mention it's based on a true story? Well, I think that's important. The original book was written by Joanna Malloy and John Chickie Donahue. Uh, and so that's that was him, the, right? And, and it, it, I'm sorry? He's tricky. Yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah. And so they wrote the book together. It is, the book is the same name, Greatest Beer Run Ever. So that, that's telling. Anyway, what did you think about this? I can't thank you enough. <laughs> Three minutes of Zac Efron. I think it looks like fun. And I like that he sort of has an accent and is doing something. He always runs the risk of becoming... A little bit Ken dollish for me, like a little bit bland and not really inhabiting people other than just sort of being beautiful. Um, and so I was interested in it. The one thing, the one problem I have is I cannot stand it when people call beer suds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give a real sudsy gift to all the nom boys. And I'm like, shout out. That might be annoying. But otherwise, it looks nimble and it looks fun and it can't be worse than Green Book. Oh, so, boy. I don't think it can. I think. The movie looks good and I'm going to watch it. But I thought the trailer was too long and gave everything yeah. away. It was like, we did see him get it. hand He's, off a beer to a lot of people. To everybody. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. And and repeated moments of, yep. this is how we're going to show gratitude to our soldiers. And we, and we But all of that is good. Just shave an, a minute of that three-minute trailer for me. Um, I agree with that. And I, and I, if I may get on my Zac Efron soapbox for a moment, um, he was in a miniseries, not a great miniseries, but he played Ted Bundy. And it was Ted Bundy Mm. not really necessarily focused on the murders that he had committed, but like him as a guy who was married or engaged or something and keeping all of this a secret. And he was very, very good. He is a very talented actor. He's not just a pretty boy. He gets cast mostly as like a Ken doll. And I understand that. But um, he actually is, is a phenomenal talent. And so I think it's a good chance for him to show, like, I'm not just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. the guy from uh, High School Musical. Well, and, and I, Troy you know, I, uh, I, I'm right with you. I feel like the the big transformation for me was realizing just how much he could pull off in The Greatest Showman, um, uh, which, it, you know, I have some problems with The Greatest Showman as a movie, but man, those song and dance numbers were fantastic. Uh, and yeah. he's, I mean, he pulls it off every time he pulls it off. So I, I try not to judge people for being pretty. So because you're so me. tired of being judged yourself. That's tr- <laughs> yeah, right. And Tommy appreciates that. But yeah. let me just, let me just say, just as a, as a, uh, you know, survey, Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, Something About Mary, Me, Myself and Irene, Shallow Hal, Stuck on You, Fever Pitch. Hall Pass, Three Stooges, Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, Green Book. Dumb and Dumberer. Dumb and Dumberer. Uh, Green Book. And then he's got a bunch of uh, TV stuff, Louder Milk and The Now, and then The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Like, of those movies, there are a few of them that I love. 
very, very, very mm-hmm. few. Like it's it's not even hit or miss. It's just mostly miss on the Fairly Brothers for me. So <laughs> I, it, it makes me nervous to to think about this movie. But I just like so much of the other stuff that comes into it. So let's let's see if it's greater than some of its parts. I guess. Can I bring up something that I find is interesting? Is it's co-written by one of the writers. I didn't know that. It- Peter Fairley directed Hall Pass, mm-hmm. but it's the same writer, Pete Jones, who I have been following ever since he was the first writer-director on Project Greenlight a zillion years ago on HBO, oh, a show that I was sure. weirdly obsessed with. I watched every single season, even when they sort of went off the rails. Um, and Pete was the very first one. He was the very first writer not had not directed anything. Project Greenlight didn't know what they were doing, but I've sort of been following his career ever since. That was the Ben Affleck uh, and... Um uh, and uh, yeah, and Jason Bourne show yeah. where they would give people, they would pick a script and then give them a certain amount of money and Miramax would release their movie. Yeah. And yeah. they were always terrible. <laughs> they were always terrible. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of terrible things to do to one another, your trailer oh. is um, so mean so spirited. I wanted to make you poopy pants. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the teaser trailer to fall. Since the accident. I've had this constant, unbearable fear that I just can't shake. They've actually since released, because it's out in theaters now, they've actually done a bigger, enlarged trailer for Fall, but I was a huge fan of just going up one really long tower, because <laughs> I saw it originally in a theater before a film, and yeah, I'm probably going to go see it this weekend. It's actually getting pretty good reviews. Wow. Well, yeah. okay. All right. Here's the thing. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it. Like, I'm, I am a, I'm a real, I don't know, Morgan head? I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love, I have such a deep love for contained pieces and directors having to explore every single inch of something. And it looks like, yeah, most of the film is just them up on top of this thing. And then all the ladders come down and they're trying to figure out how to get down uh, because of something that happens. And yeah, I've seen films like Frozen, not the... Let's build a snowman. But do you guys ever see the or heard of the horror film called Frozen? It has Zach Eggers and two other people in it. I don't know if Zach Eggers is a real name. They get caught on a ski lift over oh, yes. a long weekend. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly. And they just get about. trapped up there. And then there's land sharks called wolves. So I'm a really big fan of this kind of stuff. And the trailer made me dizzy. And so I'm probably going to go see it. I want to go see it and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in a double feature because <laughs> I'm a real A24 head. On the brand. Mandy, yeah, what did you guys think of the trailer? I It was so unspecific um, and it made me a little nauseous, like physically nauseous because it was just that long zooming yeah. shot like a roller coaster. I um, That said, it was intriguing, mm-hmm. right? It left me going, well, how the hell did they get up there? So. If I were a person who enjoyed a movie like that, then then I would. This would have piqued my interest. <laughs> got it. Let me let me know how they got up there. Tommy. I will do. You know, to me, if I sometimes get worried about trailers like this because it really is like straight up exhilarating, but um, it it also makes me worry that there's not much else to the movie. Like it's just sure. here we have this two thousand foot tower. And we're going to machine a story around it that we, God, we hope you believe because all we really have is this tower. And it's amazing and probably a lot of drones, um, <laughs> but but there's not much else. So please, 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 please believe the tower. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, is that weird to you at all? Like, do you, is that something you go into these movies a little bit nervous about? Of course. But I mean, the fact that it has good reviews for a movie of its type uh, helps get over that hump. Uh, And then it could be like, you know, every once in a while, these people being caught on stuff like the shallows, 
The Shallows with Blake Lively, that was surprisingly good. Yeah. Like certain directors can really take this kind of limited, limited setting and really make it sing. And for me, there's nothing more thrilling. Buried, starring Ryan Reynolds, no. one of my favorites nope. for the year it came out. No, I know you're not a fan. Nope, 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 uh, nope. But there's some really good stuff. So yeah, I'm going probably going to see it this weekend. Scott Mann also directed uh, Final Score, Heist, The Tournament, Down Amongst the Dead. Uh, Fair I, seen, I think I've seen Heist. Have I seen Heist? Is Heist is 2015? We've seen that. Yep, 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 yep. I've totally seen that. Uh, De Niro. And guess what? Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Kate Bosworth. Oh. Dave Batista. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is this movie? Yeah. You haven't seen I've this seen movie? I've seen Mammoth's Heist. It's no, I've seen... action thriller directed by Scott Mann. Good uh, to so know. You should check that out. Uh, okay. okay. Well, then I think it's time for us to play a game. <laughs> so here's what I have here. Look at what I have here. What? A little beeper? Yeah, I think I probably need to go this way. Oh, yeah. Ah. yeah. That's better. Because we're not going to mess around this time. We're not going to mess around it. with... Uh, it's going to freak Tommy the F yeah. out, and that makes me so yeah. happy. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is the Blockbuster game. You can tell because it actually has the words Blockbuster on oh. the logo, and it even comes with a, a with a wee sign, just like the Blockbuster sign. We're going to be playing it a little bit differently, though. Uh, the way it starts, to figure out who goes first, we play a head-to-head -head round uh, where you, I'm going to draw a card, and it, that has mm -hmm. some sort of a theme on it, and you get to go back and forth pick, dis, uh, picking movies that are in that theme. Right. So mm -hmm. if I say, for example, uh, movies in black and white, then you would have to go back and mm -hmm. forth and name a movie that's in black and white. And whoever is last sure. goes first on the next round, which is essentially, as I have been informed, the movie game. Uh, and do you know how the movie game works? Actor, movie, actor, movie, actor, movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's how it works. That's the game we're going to play. And friendship might, might right. win. Don't know. We'll see, but I do have this. To Love number. it. Okay. So yep. here we go. We shall begin with a head-to-head -head round. Head-to-head. Shoom. Who goes first? Like, who speaks first? You speak first. Thank you, sir. Movies I appreciate it. That it's she only helped. because you asked. Like, Tommy's just sitting there like a yeah. wilted flower. What? <laughs> if he'd only asked. Okay. Movies that take place in space. Star Wars. Alien. Star Trek. Aliens. <laughs> Spaceballs. Event Horizon. Um, uh, oh, oh, Empire Strikes Back. The clock has struck. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. We're going to play with, we're going to start with Event So now we're doing the movie game. Now we're doing the movie game. Got it. So we're going to start with Event Horizon, because that's the last thing you said. Event Horizon, a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that has disappeared into a black hole and is now returned with someone or something new on board. <laughs> it's very scary. And uh, it is. It, that is the movie that we start on. So, Tom, you may begin. And uh, we go back and forth. So We go back and forth, and then you have to be ready for a challenge. Yes. This is where the so players... So I have to be able yeah. to answer your question. If right. you challenge. All right. So you name an actor. You're, Tommy's about to name an actor from Event Horizon. Yes. So good. Thank God. Yep. Okay. Here we go. And the actor I'm going to name. Wait, can I start off mead? Well, I don't know why you would do that, but go ahead. Jack Noseworthy. <laughs> Poster boy. What? <gasps> Poster what boy. What just happened? What just happened right now? I thought I was so smug about Go Jack Noseworthy. Challenge me. Challenge Poster me. Challenge boy. me. Poster boy. Challenge. I've never heard of such a thing. Mandy Kaplan. What? I made a movie with Jack Noseworthy. <laughs> this is horseshit. <laughs> That's the only way I would know who he oh is. My oh, God. my God. Player, Goodness. you played yeah. yourself. I was so <laughs> smug. Oh, yeah, you are. I'm not eating that dinner because so I just amazing. had just desserts. <laughs> mm -hmm. How's that crow wow. taste? Huh? Man, oh man, this oh is, man! That would be a great way to end this game. 
Uh, I wish we had the show. (laughs) Wow, well, well played. I made a noose out of my own hair. (laughs) Yikes. I was so excited for Jack Noseworthy. Okay. So good. All right. Let's do another head to head round. Okay. Uh, Mandy again starts talking first. Movies set in school. Uh, Summer school. Ferris Bueller Day Off. Uh, breakfast club good one school St. Elmo's Fire are they in college someone's in college no no one no one likes it PCU oh, Mandy goes first I, all right, no, you enough. embarrassed yourself man what can I say oh, okay. <laughs> wait but the last movie mentioned was St. Elmo's it, Fire it, no was. I said PCU it, no oh, but the last Fire, movie yeah. that, that counts was that counts St. Elmo's yes. but that doesn't count because it was wrong right right, right. so what was the one right before so St. Elmo's Fire breakfast, breakfast, breakfast club? club breakfast club well alright let us begin Molly Ringwald. Pretty in pink. Andrew McCarthy. Oh. Ooh, I don't want it to go that way. Yeah, sure, a mannequin. Kim Cattrall. Wait for it. Trying to think of a clever one. Wait, can I think of any? Uh-oh. Kim Cattrall. Wait for it. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm mixing. Is there a time There's going to be. Barking. Yeah, I should start this the clock again, but it's too mm-hmm. short. And uh, three. Two, Big Trouble in Little China. Is that accurate? I think I think uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I feel fairly good about that. I'm going to say a name. Sure. And I don't think it has anything to do with it. I'm going to say Kurt Russell. Absolutely. It's the, that's the lead. That's, okay. And, and so is Kim Cattrall. Yes! Okay. Breakdown. Oh, I don't know what that is. Please challenge. challenge. If you challenge me, things will. Jack knows where they are. <laughs> Jack Noseworthy plays one of the bad guys in Breakdown. Full circle. We are joined at <laughs> the hip. What's with your obsession with, with Jack, Jack Noseworthy? Noseworthy? I don't know. He's my Zac Efron, apparently. Holy cow. Breakdown is an outstanding movie. Really good. Okay, so that means, mm. yeah, we're still playing, right? Nobody screwed that up. No, because well, he no, challenged. She I challenged. Because oh, she didn't know what Breakdown was. Oh my and God. I gave her Jack, Jack Noseworthy. Where'd you go, Oh, Pete? my God. I'm not. So I'm, it's one It's one to one? You guys are too fast. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one to one. All right, here we go. We, we need a tiebreaker. We are DB. Oh, hold on. I don't like this. Um, and, oh, we're doing a head-to-head? Tommy, you're going to speak first. <laughs> okay. Alpha level head-to-head. Oh. Movies with a dance scene. Dirty Dancing. Grease. Footloose. Grease 2. Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Scent of a Woman. The remake of Footloose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's Um, it. Time is up. (laughs) Saturday Night. The remake of Footloose Footloose is where we're starting. Directed Uh, by Craig Brewer, I believe. Wow. He made Hustle and Flow and yeah. the beloved Black Snake Moan. And then he made Footloose and didn't do anything with it. It was very strange. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> Footloose 2011. I had forgotten. Uh, that's the one with um, Andy McDowell. Dennis Quaid as Reverend Shaw Moore. Oh, well, I'm here. giving you sure. a lot of answers, so I'm going to stop yeah. talking about that. Okay. Oh wait, wait! That's yeah, that's not cool because he's gonna have to name I know, somebody. But from you can't it. name the ones I just named. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know anybody in it. I don't are remember. You ser- are you serious? Ga- Garrett do. something. Ga- who was the lead? He was like a fresh-faced young kid. Well, I didn't know that I, I had to name someone from Footloose. Yeah, I just that's had how to, it I starts. Just, We've, this that's is the exactly third time how Mandy this. has done it every single time. All right, I'm going to make a guess because I can't say Dennis Quaid. I'm going to say. Garrett Hudland. Is that a person? I know he was in Tron, but I also think maybe he was in this. I'm going to say Garrett Hudland. I wish I hadn't just said Tron. And as far as my command F. No good? Not him? Uh, nope. All right, Mandy, nope. challenge. I know. Is it a challenge Julia when you've Hutt. just I don't know. torpedoed yourself like that? When you've just had a full yeah. meltdown? It, Julianne Huff is the female. Yes, lady. that's true. Dancing with the MRF and that's stars. A, that's a Mandy Kaplan point right there. That was a very, very short round. Very really short was. round. But it, it does end two to one. 
Uh, the yes. <laughs> weirdest game, the weirdest movie game ever. I think I might, when I edit the show, I might put the first round last because, wow, talk about starting on a roar and ending on a whimper. <laughs> Kenny Wormold. That's who I thought Garrett the Kenny Wormhold. All right. Wasn't though, wasn't, uh, what's her name? Uh, Meredith Gray. Who's that? Uh, and Grace. Ellen Pompeo? Yeah, wasn't she in Footloose? Not the original. No, no, the remake. I thought she was oh, in a, a no remake I never of a saw dancing the remake. something. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't seem to be. Man, I swear she was in something. Well, okay. That takes us to our list. The list this week was inherited uh, inherited from last week's show. Uh, it was uh, Kyle and Rob and Ray, and they uh, had a uh, grand old time leading to a conversation on movies that are widely panned, but that we like anyway. So, here we are. Movies that are panned, but that we like anyway. Mandy, how did you approach your list this week? Well, first of all, I know I'm not stealing because mine are just so Mandy. <laughs> just and I know so you guys Mandy. Are gonna... Is one of them called Just right? So Mandy? Because that'd be a great movie. I wish. I'm working on it. So, if I say a movie is just so Mandy, you know someone's special stars in it, which is? With J- well, oh, which Sandra, is? Sandra movies. Bullock. Thank mm-hmm. you. Sandra Bullock, who was quoted as saying she deeply regrets making Speed 2, which I don't know if I ever saw, um, did not regret this movie, and she shouldn't, because it's amazing. bad, but I love it so much. <laughs> With a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. I am going with Miss Congeniality 2. <gasps> That's Armed right. Armed and fabulous. Armed and fabulous. <laughs> Starring a post-227 pre-Oscar Regina King. What and are the Miss Congenialities about? I've never seen any of them. She goes undercover in a pageant to find a, somebody who's stalking the girls in the pageant. That checks out. Okay, that's fun. The first one is actually very clever and fun yeah. and funny. The second one is a terrible movie that I love every minute of. She goes deep undercover as an old person in an old folks home and puts on a funny voice in a wheelchair and I can't get oh enough of Sandra Bullock. Okay. That is just yeah. so Mandy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I am. Did you like her Was in that a Ocean's 8? I like her in everything. Tony. Okay. I liked Ocean's 8. Okay. Fair enough. I, I mean, for yeah, what it was, sure. it was a fun yeah, yeah, yeah. movie to watch on an airplane. I'm not saying it was a great movie, but uh, yeah. I um, I struggled with my man. You you actually I can't believe it, but you actually stole a movie that was on my list. Um, not as a pick. You've already mentioned it, and I can't believe that you mentioned oh. it. I came in thinking, oh, won't it be clever if if Pete picks a Sandra Bullock movie and. I don't know why, but there's something about a speeding boat, a speeding ship that a slow moving, <laughs> a very slow moving boat that kind of <laughs> delights me. And so I, I think I will go ahead and open uh, with a movie that did was going to be a bonus, I think, possibly. But I, I think it deserves to be on there. Speed two. There's there's not a lot right with the movie and cruise uh, control, right? Yeah, cruise control. And uh, what's his name? Who was in Rush, which is one of my least favorite movies ever. Like. Jason, Jason Patrick, Patrick my and I am a, the, that movie's prime antagonist. Um, it's oh. terrible. It is a terrible, terrible movie, and uh, that's on the list of movies that when I saw it, I thought I loved, and then much later despised. Like I haven't made a turn like that in. I can't think of another movie I've made quite a turn like that. But Speed Two, there was something about. I think I'm in the bag for cru- for cruises, and I've never been on a cruise. I've never <laughs> been on a on a cruise like that. It has a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so that counts. I will. That's, that's all. Four? <laughs> Four. Jeez. Like they forgot, like the credits. <laughs> <laughs> like you get higher from signing your name on an SAT. That's but crazy. But this is the thing, Tom, like this movie, I can't watch Speed without watching Speed 2. Is that so weird? Like I have to devote an afternoon. Yes, that's weird. We already it's know bad. that you're an, no. you're a completionist. Yeah. You got to go for yes. it. Yes. I get it. But I don't do that with like Star Wars. Like I watch all nine movies in a day. I only watch three at a time. I have one. I may have broken the rules a little bit. Okay. 
because this was not panned necessarily by critics. A lot of critics probably didn't even notice that it came out when it came out because it was so low budget. I saw this at some streaming thing, maybe Netflix a zillion years ago, and I told all of my friends, this is a long time ago, like Darnell, Lauren, Nikki, Jason, across there, Scott Lamb in New York, like so many people. I was like, you have to watch this. I know I'm a sucker for contained pieces that all take place in one room, but you've got to see this. And to a person, they came back and said it was that they thought I was joking because they said it was the most boring, dumb Scotty P, friend of the show, Scotty P hated it. All of my friends hated it. All of them. And it was until I got on this show that I actually found other people that liked this movie. The movie is called, you want to have a guess? It's the, te the test one. Exam. Yeah. You're exactly right. Exam. It's one of my favorite movies. I actually own it. I can see it from where I'm sitting right now. It's eight candidates in this slightly futuristic sort of figuring out a question that seems to have no answer. And they're all taking a test. And I dearly love it. And I've watched it a ton. And all of my friends think I'm trolling them. <laughs> it you Okay, this does not. I, I hate to be a stickler for the rules, yeah. but we know I am. Yeah. 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. I already said that it wasn't seen by many critics, but this was panned by all my friends. I'm breaking the rules. Mm. I'm breaking the rules, Jack Noseworthy. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So, no. Yeah. My next choice uh, is was universally panned, but universally, universally loved. And I am, in fact, going to see it Sunday in the theater what? with a bunch of absolute fans. Fun. It scored 35% on Grease 2, which I think, oh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's Grease 2. <laughs> I was reading my notes. <laughs> That's amazing. You're going to see yeah. this in the theater and I... I'll be your uh, girl for all seasons. Yeah, it's so bad and I love it so, so deeply. I actually prefer it to Grease 1 which I know is... No, I do too. You know, it's so campy and weird and insane. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I was, I just was obsessed with Michelle Pfeiffer. I wanted to be her. Well, I wanted to be Olivia Newton-John. Right. May she rest in peace. From, my, from the time I was like three to the time I was 10 when this movie came out. And when this movie came out, I was like, Olivia Newton who? Right. I just wanted to be Stephanie Zanoni. <laughs> My so favorite funny. part about Grease 2 is during We're Gonna Bowl, Let's Bowl, Let's Rock and Roll, that they clearly yeah. edited something out of the song because all of a sudden there's this weird pan to nothing. And then someone who you haven't seen jumps in to frame and there is a non-logical um, key change. It goes up All like right. one I and a half weird steps, and clearly they are just like, we don't know what to do, so just throw Johnny, have someone jumping into frame, and it goes like, <laughs> let's bowl, let's let's bowl, let's bowl. Like, it's insane. I think you might enjoy that. Keep your eyes open for it. I can't wait. It's fun. Good yep. choice. Alamo. Have you ever been to the Alamo Theater downtown? No, not yet. I'm really Tommy. excited to. Yeah, they're doing like a brunch menu and you can go and sit and order. And so, I'm, yeah. I love it. And you're doing it for your yeah. country. <laughs> the red, white, and the blue. Red, white, and the blue. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. That sounds great. Peter. Oh, hi. Um, okay. So I there was a time I worked at an institution and that institution had to, I, I had to coordinate a partnership with a celebrity and that celebrity is somebody who has his fair share. Jack Noseworthy. Of, of real... Uh, winners, real winners in the box office. Um, the movie that I am I'm picking is uh, it's objectively a, a terrible movie, but because of my, I have a picture of myself with this celebrity with his arm around me, like we were we were genial like comrades in this project we worked on together. And so when I tell you that this movie starring Ernest Borgnine and Deborah Messing and David Allen Greer and Dean Stockwell <laughs> and Tim Curry and Tom Arnold. That's the movie I'm talking about. The movie is McHale's Navy. <laughs> oh, boy. God, that sounds like a bad fever dream. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. 1997 comedy adaptation of the old TV show. It is very bad. Um, but I have such a good time 
because these are people who are just having such a good time. And uh, there's something <laughs> about that that uh, excites me about them making that project. And this this came out and it was just five or so years later. What? 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you bested your speed too. Wow. I love it. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> so, Mikhail's Navy, I have an, an irrational guilty pleasure um, affection for Mikhail's Navy. There you go. Tommy. You guys are really blowing the <laughs> lid off of Pan. I don't have, mine aren't quite as panned, I don't think. Hold on, let me look this one up. Uh, ah, this is pretty pan, 39%. <laughs> I really like this movie. You talked about a bunch of people getting together and having a really good time. Mm -hmm. A group of people that I have been watching making films and short films and music videos and forever from be way before they were on SNL. Uh, I'm a really big fan of the Lonely Island guys. Ugh. And their first movie, Hot Rod, is a non-guilty, ah. guilty pleasure for me because it's it's a really – for a first movie, it's a very strong sensibility, and it's very consistent of this kind of absurdism, push everything, take a lot of tropes, and uh, turn them on their ear. And then the cast is great. Isla Fisher, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Will Arnett, Sissy Spacek, the great Ian McShane. I really think that this movie was sort of overlooked, and as a result, has become a big cult hit. So Hot Rod is my number two of two. Outstanding. That's I those Lonely Island choice. guys, they can pull anybody. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter if what they're doing is broadly funny. They've got some strong connections. Well, I'm just bowled away by what a good director Akiva Shafir is. And then uh, the cute one, Jorma Tacone, something like that, the one that looks a lot younger. He's actually a good director. They're all really their chops are yeah. very impressive. Yeah. All right. All right, Mandy. Number three, bring it home. Number three. Uh, so this is a bad movie. Mm. It's just a bad movie. Oh. And and I think most people would say it's a bad movie. But I also think most people would say, but I like it. It made me laugh. It's charming. It's harmless bad. Okay. As is Sir Kevin James. He's harmless bad. Mm. This is Paul Blart. Oh. <laughs> I've never seen it. I can't imagine it's for me. <laughs> it's not for you. Yeah. I find it utterly delightful, and I first was exposed to it when I was like a nanny for kids, and they would watch it all the time, and I find it really funny, and it's good for kids, and it's, he's, I just find him very charming and harmless and funny, and I know it's, I know it's Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. I get it. Everybody chill. I have terrible taste. <laughs> that is the point. I like Paul This Blart just Mall demonstrates Cop. you understood right. the assignment. That's all. You Thank and you, me, sir. like together, understood the assignment. Yes, we did. Yeah, Tom. Pete, Pete can I talk to you for a minute? Struggling. I'm also here. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> uh, that means I get uh, my third pick. And my third pick, I actually went to, I, I just, I didn't think of the movie first. I thought of the actor because I know the actor has struggled to do some really, really strong things, particularly in film. Uh, so I went to IMDb and I typed in, typey, 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 my actor's uh, name. And there came a list of just, it's like a bouquet of movies that I could choose from. I am <laughs> choosing a sequel to a movie that was already panned. Uh, and this, oh. the, the sequel itself is a, um, I, I think it is widely criticized as unnecessary and not funny and ostensibly was a comedy. <laughs> But I find everybody in this movie so charismatic, so stinking charismatic that they just make me laugh by, you know, I could watch it on mute and think it there's something funny about it. Oh. Uh, it is uh, the whole 10 yards. The whole. Oh, I've never seen any of those oh. either. Yards. Oh. Bruce Willis. I, I like the first Matthew one. Matthew Perry, Amanda Peet, Kevin Pollack. This is going to be real low. I'm going to go 6% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Okay. It's, a, it's four. a four. four Does that make wow. me a four, three, four? Oh, man, yes. I live in the you bottom of the barrel is what we're talking list. about. Yeah. yeah. I am I, blown yeah. away. Of the, of the actors that I just listed, can you two figure out which actor I am talking about that I typed their name in? Willis. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Of course oh. it's Matthew Perry. 
Okay. Sorry. Tom. Yeah. It's Matthew Perry. I think that. I don't think he made a good movie. He's, I, well, I think you could like the. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to I'll say it and I probably will regret it. But I think the whole nine yards was funny. And I think he did. Um, yeah, it was cute. What else did he do? He did. it. Um, Fool's Rush In. Fool's Rush In. I think that was a. With Selma Hayek. That was a, was that was a funny one. Um, then he did that awful. What was that one with. Uh, what's her name? Uh you know who I'm talking about, the British, and she's she's wow. Sarah was serving uh, Sarah. Serving Sarah was a train wreck. Um, that doesn't sound like a real movie. You're just making up. Yeah, you. I feel like you pulled two words out nope. of two uh, mouths. Then, uh, put them I, you remember the, the movie jokes. Mr. This Table. Is real, this is the real joke uh, time with Tom and Mandy. Real joke time, but jokes on you. <laughs> because so Serving salty. Sarah stars Elizabeth Hurley and Bruce Campbell no. and Amy Adams. And Cedric the Entertainer. Any of those and people. Matthew Perry. Nope. What are you doing right now? What are you doing? You guys will gang up on Pete time. Okay, Tom, what's your third? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am just a thousand percent not as good at this as you are. This next one I just looked up is thirty three percent. So that's still that's the lowest of my lows so far. I think. And I'm a little sad that you took my my one mission was like I'll be the Rotten Tomatoes consultant and I'll look them up as we go. And <laughs> yeah. you now you've just. My apologies. My apologies. I unconditionally really like this movie. I think it's very strong, except for one actor. I think it's a very exciting and scary. It's a remake. Things are upside down. Andre Brower's in it. Uh, jo- this was Josh Lucas's chance to become an enormous star, and he actually got put into movie jail yeah. when this movie bombed as big as it did, which is a shame. But now he's on, I think, Yellowstone? Nobody knows. Richard Dreyfus, Emmy Rossum, Kurt Russell, and the always disappointing Johnny Drama. What's his name? Kevin Dillon. <laughs> he plays Johnny Drama. This is Poseidon. The remake of the Poseidon adventure, which makes drowning seem really scary. I like this movie a lot, and I think it's crazy that it wasn't a giant hit. I absolutely um, agree with you. Do you really? Yeah, because it's Wolfgang agree. Peterson. It's like yeah. a real director. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I blame Akiva Goldsman <laughs> as I do for all things. Rightly so. Okay, that was our list. That was so much fun. What a great list of terrible movies. Yay! You guys did terribly. What do you want to do for them next time around? I just want to say on the chat, Billy Madison. Oh God. Uh, Brian posted Billy Madison, and I am fully on board with that. I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old boy, and I like Billy Madison, but I know it's a it's terrible, a terrible movie. movie. <laughs> Good call. It is a terrible movie. What should we do to them? Okay. Next what are we doing next week? So, who? Week. first of all, Movies let me just tell you, you who's going to be on. And still enjoy. I, feel, I don't even know how you two are going to do this, because it's you and you. That's right. Mandy Kaplan oh, and Tommy right. Metz and Chrissy Lenz. It's the three of you. Next mm. week. So oh, really, what would you like exciting. to do with Chrissy next week? The top three things that Chrissy likes about us. <laughs> <laughs> she has to go back and forth between Mandy and me. Well, let's... It's um, Chrissy's... Uh, like, if we were to do Chrissy's Corner, it would be in the uh, 80s movies. 80s. She's quite good well, at 80s Well, we did have that topic about movies that take place in school. So what about that? Movies that take place in schools. That's not bad. That's fun. I'm down for that. I think that's great. And you can't pick exam. How's that? Okay. I'm probably going to pick exam. (laughs) 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 I'm probably going to get the whole thing wrong anyway, (laughs) so don't worry about it. I'm already putting one on my list. I've already got one. Well, this was very, very much fun. Uh, Tom and Mandy, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Man Cave coming back. Uh, Mm -hmm. Man Cave is back. It's better than ever. Yeah, Mandy and I, I think, disagreed on absolutely everything this past record. Which was, uh, what, we, what we're, what's going to be coming out on Monday? Uh, a League of Their Mandys, Ooh, or whatever we call it. series, yeah. Uh, Amazon's series, A League yeah. of Their Own. So, yeah, we, and then, but it was one of those episodes where she was like, oh, I love that song. And I was like, I hate that. <laughs> like, everything that came up, we were just like, you know, crushing each other's dreams. Yeah. This friendship. I don't know how it's lasting. Or the birds. <laughs> the man cave. Check it out. Tom, what do you got going on? Uh, earlier today, Pete and I recorded another future episode of What's That Smell? Part of which Ooh. was redoing a segment from earlier this season. So things are off which to a Also, <laughs> also never been released. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've, we're we're three episodes in, and we already have a lost episode <laughs> from this season. So flying colors, no notes, keep it up. <laughs> When's it going to come out, Tom? Do you know when we're going to start the show? No. Nope. nope. Do you? No. It's, nope. it's all I know is things are being bits and are being yep. captured. And yep. at some point, we will release them. I cannot wait for that day. Hey, thank you, everybody. Don't forget, you can get longer and ad-free versions of the Saturday Matinee by becoming a supporting member of the Next Real family of film podcasts. Just head over to thenextreel.com slash membership to learn more. And uh, I, uh, I cannot thank you all enough for hanging out and listening to this show, this new season. We're very excited about the new season and uh, the fact that uh, it was Mandy's idea that everybody self-select on our schedule. So I'm no longer preparing trios. Everybody's doing that on their own. So there's a real sort of social kind of shark hunt going on there. So that's what you're going to hear <laughs> this season is just who likes each other the most. It's because I have a restraining order against me for several yeah, of the co-hosts. Right. So that that way I can control where <laughs> I end up of so that I don't going on. get in trouble. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, everybody, for hanging out. And we will see you next time. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.